And we are live from Satellite 5, back again after an amazing fight, a uh, number of fights, 11 amazing fights, weekend, right? 11 KOs. We're going to talk about all that. I'm here nice. with Rob. Say hi to Rob, everybody. What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? Good to see you, Brian. It's good to see you, too, man. It's been like two weeks I missed you. I, know, I haven't been in the studio with you for like almost three weeks. Yeah. Where's the button-down shirt today? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's cash day, casual. <laughs> it's casual day. So much to talk about today, Rob. Uh, as always, we're going to talk about the Triller card. and uh, you know, There's a lot of things a lot of people have said about Holyfield and everything else that has to go with that card. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, um, of course, the BKFC 21 recap. Very excited for that. A lot of stuff we need to touch on. We're going to be speaking to Houston Alexander about that controversial finish. Also, we have Mike Richmond coming on, who Mike Richmond really put on a show and showed what he's all about. I mean, we kind of knew, but now we definitely know at BKFC 21. We're going to talk to him as well. And uh, last night, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. We'll get into that too, professional wrestling. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship being talked about. Paige Van Zandt on there with a Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship shirt. That was on TNT. That was good to see. My phone blew up. All my wrestling friends, uh, <laughs> most of all, Lord Ivan Centaur, a big wrestling fan. He hit me up about it. Uh, That's a lie. <laughs> he doesn't like wrestling. not a wrestling guy. He did hit me up, though, because he's always on the case. He knows what's up. Uh, and also, we're going to talk about, how about Conor McGregor and uh, Machine Gun Kelly at MTV Video Music Awards? We'll talk about that. There's so much to get into today. I think the first thing we start off with, mm-hmm. other than the pleasantries we've explained to each other and, and to the audience out there, thank you for being here. I'm sure Big Ben's already here. Hi, Big Ben. Um, and I'm sure that I, I can't see the chat, but we appreciate you guys and we love when you weigh in. And you know what's funny? I watched these chats when I watched the show back and then I watched Recap, the live yeah. chat like later on tonight. So say hi to me or something and it'll make me feel good in like 10 hours. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Triller. I did not watch the whole card. I followed it on social media. Mm-hmm. I know people were excited that Donald Trump was there. He was doing some commentary. I believe Sean Wheelock was there, our very own Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that he's getting you know gigs like this. Good for him. But that show, from what I could see, and I watched a lot of the clips, and I read a lot about it. I mean, I think we can all agree, even in the chat, Rob, you can too, that the Holyfield thing was kind of like an embarrassment for the guy. I mean, I hope he got paid well. I don't know what his purse was. Sure. I think Ariel, Ariel Hawani put it best. We need to do something for these fighters. They shouldn't have to, at the age of damn near 60, be hopping into the ring with someone half their age. I mean, it, it was an embarrassment. Listening to Evander Holyfield even speak in like the pre-interviews, a lot of it didn't make sense. Yeah, what that's what they're saying. saying. It's... We have to do better. It's we have to sad. do a little bit better. Do you think that, uh, I mean, at this point, it's not just boxing needs to do something for guys like Evander Holyfield. I think it's Triller continues. They need to do something as well because they're becoming, in my estimation, almost bigger than boxing is now, well, Triller, with their fights. You also have to look at the sanctioning body that says, you know what, we'll let this person, you know, we'll let this person fight. Come on, he's, fi- what, 58? 58, I believe. 58. You're letting a 58-year-old fighter get into the ring. I can understand the whole Mike Tyson, it's an exhibition style, so they're not going full-fledged, not looking for the knockout. I mean, Vitor Belfort came in and he knocked him down. You know, he's looking for the knockout. He was swinging for the fences. Yeah. And the dude is jacked, absolutely jacked. So, yeah. It was, it was it uncomfortable. It, it was uncomfortable. Um, and then you had uh, Silva, right, versus Tito, which, excuse me, tiger-like burp right away. Wow. Got him. Um, going into that, mm-hmm. I had thought to myself, this was a horrible fight for Tito to take unless he needed the money um, because he was never really a striker. He's smaller than I've seen him. He didn't look like he was in the shape to compete. So I knew I was going in with Tito. Uh, all the respect in the world to Tito, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a good fight for him to take. No, it, was, it wasn't even a good fight in general. No. Anderson Silva is just, he's been an amazing striker his entire career. And he just made him look like an amateur, made him look like 
the the fighter that he is. But Tito Ortiz. Why? Know, he, why would you take that fight? Does he need the money, or does he want to test himself? Does he just miss being in the limelight? Why? If, if you know that and I know that, mm-hmm. does he not want to admit it to himself? I mean, I'd love to hear in the chat as well. But what are your thoughts on that? Why? Dude, I, I money? think it's the same reason. You go in front of those lights. You go in front of the stadium. You get that adrenaline rush. You don't want to let it go. You do, who wants to feel young? Who wants to say I'm too old to do this? Yeah, you want to feel young. Yeah, you want you want to get that feeling of being back into the ring. What's the last thing to go though? Like like as you get older in in your athleticism, mm-hmm. is the toughness the last thing to go? Is uh, obviously mobility is going to go as you get older. Your heart, I think the last is your heart to go, and that's the hard part because they have mm-hmm. this heart of a fighter, of a warrior, and they want to get back in there. But their brains, not, their brain and their heart aren't matching up. And you respect the heart because yeah. like, these guys still want to fight. But you don't want them to get hurt at exactly. the end of the day. You don't want anyone to really seriously get hurt in there. You know what's weird for me when I watch and look at this kind of stuff? And we're about the same age. And I, and I would imagine a lot of people watching are, are close in age. That we're slowly, as we get older, seeing our heroes and people we looked up to and the, these, these, these icons get older. And you mm-hmm. don't realize they're getting older until you see the Holyfield thing like that. This guy was on video games growing up. He was a mm-hmm. bad dude. And now you look at him, he's still a bad dude, but he's getting older. It happens with actors. You know, uh, people pass away and you're like, mm-hmm. where are all my heroes going? What's happening here? It's a very strange feeling. It is. It is where you looked up to these people. They, yeah. they are your heroes and idols and they're indestructible. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. They're real they're, people. They're real people. Yeah, exactly. it's crazy, right? Yeah. But we need to do better. We need to do better for the fighters. We need to look out for our heroes at the end of the day. At some point in time, we have to become the hero. So we have to step in and say, you know what? I, I think there's better options for there. And I, and I think that fight was, uh, it was a joke. It was a poor fight. It was a joke. Poor fight. All right, let's move on from that. Uh, talk about next. Let's talk about something near and dear to my heart. Uh, last night as I was getting ready to go on Mission Accomplished show, shout out to those guys. It was awesome. Thank you for having Chris Lytle and myself. Uh, I was getting texts. I was being blown up. Evan, because he's always in the know. Jeremy, mm-hmm. who works with us. My friend Will from college. Everybody. Apparently, there was BKFC mentioned on AEW, which is all yeah, elite wrestling. Buddy. Yeah, and uh, it's on TNT. Mm-hmm. Very highly rated. Uh, a lot of wrestling fans loving it. I don't know because I didn't see it. I was waiting to get on for my interview, but I know Paige is wearing a bare knuckle fighting championship shirt. I dig that. I know awesome. Austin Vanderford was in the ring with her from Bellator. Of course, they're married. Dan Lambert from ATT there mm-hmm. as well. They seem to be doing some kind of uh, thing where the, the, the quote, and I love pro wrestling, but the quote, real fighters are coming in to expose these fat losers and you know make fun of the crowd. Mm-hmm. They'd be the bad guys. Yep. So I guess they're going to do some kind of match coming up next week. But I, I'm intrigued. And anytime BKFC can get on even more of a national stage than we are, yeah. I love it. I love the promotion. I think wrestling fans... Would love BKFC too if they sample it. I really do. I think so as well. I've been a wrestling fan since I was young. I've been a boxing fan, a combat sporting fan. And you don't have to be, you know, a diehard fan if you're like, hey, I love UFC and there's nothing else in existence that I like. I like it all, man. I think it's all exciting. And if it brings more eyes, more notoriety to wrestling, to bare knuckle fighting championships. Everybody wins. It's a win-win. And Tony Khan, who owns AEW and his father owns the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars, I believe it is. Okay. Uh, He was actually at our show in Florida with a lot of the AEW crew. Yeah, sampling. Uh, Dan Lambert was there. Tony Khan, the big show, all the AEW guys. Um, It's awesome, man. Christian, if you know him. Mm -hmm. They were all there hanging out. And and I, I love that because it's this camaraderie between combat sports. Now, the thing is, the ratings are so good on that. It can, like you said, everybody wins. It can only help everybody. But I, I think that, like you said, you don't just have to like UFC or bare knuckle or wrestling. Matter of fact, Mark Coleman, one of the baddest dudes we've ever seen. Oh yeah. I was talking to him afterwards after the fights, and he was a pro wrestler in Japan. He was talking all about that. He was he loved pro wrestling, and uh, he has a deep respect for it. It's cool to hear that from a true fighter. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But I know in the past, Ken Shamrock's broken into wrestling. Dan Severn's broken into wrestling. We've seen it. So I'm curious to what we're going to see again. 
uh, it was really cool, though, to see that on national TV last yeah, night. Yeah, really cool, man. More, more clout for BKFC, baby. Uh, also, I want to talk about... Uh, oh, this, this kind of heats me up. We were mm. talking about this before we went on the air. MTV Video Music Awards, which... <laughs> does anybody watch that anymore? Who cares? Hold on. How can MTV, the acronym Music Television, a channel that hasn't shown a music video in damn near 20 Probably. years... Putting on an award ceremony dedicated to music, music videos. Videos. Yeah. What do you watch? Come on. What do you even see them? And, and the best part is, you know, I <sighs> never, I was never MTV. I was the box. If you don't remember the box, look it up. It was music you controlled. Do you remember that? Yeah. You would call in, they'd scam you. They'd say, pay $2 and we'll play your video next. They weren't going to play your video next. <laughs> the box. Uh, but MTV, yeah. I, I used to watch that when I was younger. It was always chaos, crazy stuff happening. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of sanitized now. But at MTV Video Music Awards, when Conor McGregor's there... Sounds like it's more chaos. Yes, with Machine Gun Kelly, who's a rapper, if you don't know. Um, I've interviewed uh, MGK a couple times. Nice guy, a little mm-hmm. crazy, a little off. Likes his moonshine. Okay. And uh, he told me stories about that. But they had some kind of scuffle. Now, were you watching? I bet you were watching. Glute. Nah, I definitely wasn't watching that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, anything combat sports, it hits the airwaves. So apparently the initial thing was Conor McGregor wanted a photo with MGK. MGK turned him down. Love it. Um, so that was the initial. But apparently uh, things got vetted, and Conor McGregor apparently slid into Megan Fox's DMs or some kind of drama with that. This, uh, it, yeah. looks, it looks embarrassing, though. You're... You're a fighter at a v- VMA. You're a legitimate fighter with your wife. Yep. And you throw a drink on some, you know, some uh, rapper or artist for whatever reason. Like, what are you going to do? Fight him? Rob. I mean, you punched an old man at a bar who refused your drink. Grow up, dude. Conor McGregor, grow up, dude. Seriously, Maybe we should man. fight Rob. Rob, yeah. uh, in all, you know, if you think about how this is going, right? I got to wonder if that wasn't set up by MTV for publicity. You know, let's look at business here. The way Triller, we were just mm-hmm. talking about, all this craziness is going. You're seeing fights be built differently. You're seeing uh, younger people and even older people enjoying some how fights are being built differently. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the in thing now more yeah. than it's ever been. So, I mean, they did that years ago with, I think it was Tommy Lee and Kid Rock. They got into a fight over like Pam Anderson or something. Yeah. So I wonder if that wasn't staged. Who knows? Sure. To get some, and then, you know, Connor, who knows where Connor's heading next? He's got to keep his options open. I mean, Dude, we got to keep Connor away from the booze, man. When that guy, that man is making, I'm Irish, and he's making us look bad. Every time he touches a thing of alcohol, the shit just goes crazy, man. Throwing well, drinks, wa- punching people it. at the bar. <laughs> I'll watch but, it. You know, someone, someone actually posted there, like, Connor McGregor is a real fighter anytime, anywhere, at a bar, at a loading dock, at MTV. Oh, go. Or, Throwing fight stuff you at anywhere, buses. anywhere. Anytime, stuff, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a Machine Gun Kelly fan, I'd love to know in the comments Dude, he's, section. He's, he's got a following, he's, man. He sure does, man. Uh, but that guy, you got to respect. Him versus Eminem, though. That's that's the that's the whole. Did you ever hear that diss song Eminem did against him? I forget you, the name you, you of. You just it. don't talk bad about Eminem. Dude, <laughs> here's why I don't want to go deep down in this. But here's Mathis. why you love Eminem. Because he's got so much money now, but he's from the old school. Mm-hmm. So he'll say anything he wants and he can't be canceled. I think the song was about trying to cancel him and they couldn't. And it, it's a really good diss song. Look it up after the show. Don't do it during the yeah. show because you're watching this. And give us a thumbs up too. Come on. Um, so that was the MTV Video Music Awards mm-hmm. that we both refused to watch. <laughs> but we saw, you see the good stuff on Twitter anyway. Uh, and we'll get to the BKFC recap in a mm-hmm. little while. But I know that we have, I believe we have Houston Alexander coming up in a couple minutes. We're going to talk to him about that chaotic finish at the last show. I mean, I was there live. I know you were watching. I was watching um, live, man. When I watched live in the arena, my, I was directly across from it like this, and I and I shot, you know. And my reaction was legitimately this. He knocked him down, and I thought, oh, what a knockdown. And I knew the guy was out. 
But then when he followed up with that punch and it was like that, it was so quick. I was like, oh, I, I was almost a little angry about it. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm thinking MMA, maybe it's muscle memory mm-hmm. kind of thing. But still, it's not MMA. It's BKFC. And I mean, he wailed that guy when he was down. Uh, that, yeah, the ground and pound. When I saw that, I was like, wow. West Coast got smashed. DQ. DQ. Isn't it DQ, though? When they announced that Houston Alexander was the winner, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Did he get the hometown boy treatment? How is that even a thing, man? Hometown boy treatment? All right, so the hometown boy treatment, do you think that's true or not? People were saying that. Now, listen, before we get Houston on the phone, I I actually, we have a clip of this. I believe the Lord Evan Zentar caught this. This is the best angle I've seen. And you, if you haven't seen it yet, you can kind of uh, judge for yourself. Let us know in the comment section what you think should have happened. Uh, We're going to show it right now, this clip from Lord Evan Zentar. It's it's brutal. It's all right. I'm going to show the whole fight, I guess. Ooh, that was sick. That was not Lord Evan Zentor. That's from the broadcast. You can see it in his eyes. He's gone. And I could see, as I was talking to the Lord about this too. Here. Boom, that's Evan Zentor. Is that the Evan Zentor? No. no. Yeah, this is the, no. This is it. This is the Evan Zentor. Watch this. Down. So he's knocked out there. Clearly. Clearly, right? Clearly. He didn't try to break his fall. And then, boom. That's the moment where he won the fight and lost the fight in a split second in my mind. I feel, I And I'm going to talk to him about that because when I watched the replay and I looked at Houston Alexander's, you know, his demeanor, he looked concerned for Wes Combs, which he legitimately was concerned. He looked very upset, like he was about to break down, like he knew he messed up, that the fight that, you know, he wasn't going to get the, you know, the W. Um, and to my surprise, he got the W. And I want to ask Houston Alexander... Are you surprised you actually had your hand? Does he deserve the W? Yeah, that's what you want to ask Mm -hmm. him. I mean, look, there's different ways of looking at this. I've heard so many different people talking about it. And one of the ways that I thought, I think Lida was saying this, that clearly from that clip, Mm -hmm. he was knocked out before he hit the ground. You cannot blame the ref. You can't blame the ref at all for not Mm -hmm. stepping in because that happened so quickly. That ref couldn't have gotten in there. Um, But I guess in MMA, you're taught to keep striking until the ref gets in there. But again, it's not MMA. Even if you're built that way, it's BKFC. You've got to respect our rule set. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could have been serious injury. Thank God Wes got up. Everything's okay. How about if that was a serious injury? He would have felt horrible. And it's just not something that needed to happen. But again, I'm going to blame it on muscle memory. But how Sure, many- yeah. And I'm not even going to argue the fact. That I'm not arguing that he struck him when he was down. And that's not the appropriate thing. Again, from his reaction, and I'll let, I'll let Houston Alexander kind of air this out. Was it done deliberately? I don't think, I don't think so. so um, I think he's I an think animal in his malice cage. to it. Yeah. I think he was just, you know, as you said, in muscle memory. My, my, my beef is that he got the win. Well, he had, but I think, the, I think the argument is he had the win when he knocked him cold, and then you're saying he should have got the win taken away for continuing. So what's the, all right, so what's the difference? He put, punches him, he's down, then he knees him. He elbows him. I agree. No, I'm not saying I don't I mean? agree with you. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I was kind of mm-hmm. angry when I saw it, but as I examined it more and I listened to people talk, the truth is he did beat West Combs with that first punch, but he should have had taken away. What about like a no contest? But then that, that's... Well, we just had something similar I know, that's the Melvin hard part. Gillard. Melvin Gillard got DQ'd and... and to say it's not as egregious, it wasn't as obvious. But again, he brushed both him, kinda. Them, yeah, both yeah. of them, I don't think, done so in a malicious... Never. Melvin said he didn't. And no. again, Houston will kind of speak to that. 
I'm sure that I'm sure that Houston will speak to that. I know we haven't come on in a second. See, the thing is with Houston, uh, he's a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. The guy's been he's a professional. He's not going out there trying to hurt somebody for fun. It's a professional fight, so I don't agree. I don't think that he had any malice behind it. Uh, I don't agree if anyone says that, but I do. People have to be held accountable. And for Melvin Gillard to graze that guy's face the way he did, and Houston to kind of just smash him—I mean, that's something that needs to be addressed. And it's cool that we have Houston on because, again, I, I've spoken to him off the air. He's a wonderful dude. He's a great dude. I, I mm-hmm. don't see any kind of any kind of reasoning would have done that other than muscle memory. What do you think in the chat? Let us know. I mean, this has been a conversation we've been having all week about this. Uh, what happened? I know you're pretty yeah, set. I, 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 I want to hear what people actually think. If you were the ref, would you and, do? Yeah, you were the ref. You saw it. You know, I guess the ref's stance is that he was knocked out. The fight was already over. So the second blow was irrelevant. It was already over. Now, okay, do you then DQ him? Is it a no contest? What what is the proper call? And maybe he did do the proper call, but well, in my mind, he lost the fight. That's here's my the opinion. thing: as your opinion, but the, the mm-hmm. thing I would hate the most, other than to be Wes and getting smashed like that, I'd hate to be a ref. I, I say this: I say it to the refs sure. all the time. I was talking to Andy Glenn about this. Andrew Glenn, you know, to be a ref, you're probably mentally taxed by the end of the night, or even by the middle of the night. All these fights you're doing, and you ref all different disciplines. It's not just bare knuckle. A lot of these guys ref a lot of different things, so they have to kind of turn their minds different ways as well. And by the time you're done, to be a ref. I just don't know if I'd want to do that. I could be the biggest fan in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's too much pressure, man. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't be responsible yeah. for that. Not at all. Yeah, because all you do is catch beef all the time. It's like a teacher. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Whatever you do, we're, you're just never good enough. We're a show host. That's yeah. what we catch our beef, too. <laughs> you're, never, you're just never good enough, no now, matter I, what. I think Houston Alexander's in our virtual awesome. green room here on uh, Satellite 5, where we're live to you. Let's let's go to Houston. Houston, you there, man? There he is. What's up, dude? What's up, fellas? What's going on? How hey, you doing, man? buddy? Good to see you. Good to talk I'm to doing, you. Um, I'm doing I'm doing fine, man. I'm at the tattoo shop right now. You guys are are, are interfering with my tattoo. What are you getting done? <laughs> I'm getting a, a Smurf. No, you're not. Are you really? Where? You know, I am not getting it. Oh, I was excited. I don't look like the Smurf type. No, that's why you shocked me. Hey, guy, hey guys, say hi to Jennifer. Hello. How are you? She's, she's, uh, she, uh, she's doing my tattoo today. That's, are you actually getting the tattoo as we speak to you? I'm literally, I'm literally getting a tattoo. That's hey, awesome. Hey, I'm literally getting one right now. Well, let's let's talk about the little segue here. Let's talk about Wes Combs. I mean, you tattooed him right on the right on the button, man. He went right down. And I know Rob has a lot of questions about this, as do I. I'll let Rob lead it off because he's been chomping the bit to talk yeah, to you about Houston, this. Yeah, Houston, I'm going to hop right in it, man. I'm going to re... Let's rewind hey, the hey, fight a little bit. I heard, you guys, I heard you guys talking a little bit. Okay, let's rewind it really fast. All right, after the first blow, and you went yeah. down for the second, was it done deliberately? Was it muscle memory? What was going through your head on that second shot? Well, now obviously it was muscle memory, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, from from uh, from anything previously uh, uh, done, I, I've never, I've never, you know, did anything like that you know, unless it was in an MMA fight. So, bare knuckle was fairly fairly new. And uh, again, you know, if, if if you know fighting, and at the end of the day, we can all talk and try to analyze and do all this, all these things that we do on social media and on, and on news programs, et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the day, it's still a fight, and uh, and, and there are rules to to uh, to what we do. You know, that's the difference between being a professional and fighting in a bar. So, you know, I, I truly understand, you know, how some people feel, but. If you see and know my character, you know that wasn't intentional. You can and you can tell by the way why I reacted after the fight 
and 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 no one knows the behind the scenes with uh with uh, where I was in the, uh, the in the locker room with Wes. We made sure he was good, and we made sure that uh you know I think he had the ambulance came and got him and made sure he got off to the hospital. But cool, so it was, it was nothing intentional, man. But and, you know, in the in the heat of battle, in fighting, you know, it is. It, you know, it is what it is. You know, and and I you know I take full responsibility, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold back from fighting it's it's still a fight at the end of the day okay yeah you look you did look visibly upset after that second shot and it looked like you kind of were talking to yourself you're talking to the corner a little bit now when it came to the decision and you got the win did that surprise you or did you expect that no i no it it surprised me but but here this is what was explained to me that the uh the uh the, the refs that we had were were some of the best refs in the country and uh and and what, what was told to me that uh that you know these the refs that we had in in this situation was undeniably some of the best refs possibly in the world that's what was explained to us mm-hmm. so i if, if if the ref called it how he called it you know i, I accepted it and and whether whether it was uh you know for Wes or for for me, like I said, I'm a, I'm a man who takes responsibility, and uh, if, if if that was the case, that was the case. But we just happened to we just happened to get lucky, and sometimes uh, I was I was told through coaches coaches and through other uh, individuals. Sometimes half of it is skill, but the other half is just being lucky. And a lot of times I've not been lucky in fights, so I guess you know we we, we just got lucky. Mm. So uh, my question is, you, you just said to us, people didn't see what happened in the locker room. You made sure he's okay. And again, from the little bit I've dealt with you, I can tell you're a man of character. Yeah. You're a professional. So it's, it's great that you did that. But I'm wondering the conversation yes, you had with Wes, either in the locker room, in the ring. I, I know he probably was a little knock silly, but uh, what were you guys talking about? What was he saying to you? Was he, uh, yeah. uh, was he upset by it? No, no. Wes, Wes was actually cool. He said, you know, he said it happens. It happens. And, uh, and he, he was cool. Uh, the, the, his, his, his own coach, his own coach out of his own mouth said, uh, that, uh, you know, it happens and it, it didn't look malicious. So that's why I released this, uh, the released statement saying that, uh, you know, I, 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 what I said, what I did, you know, and, and I accepted, I accepted whatever the, the, uh, the ruling was in the ring. And, you know, it's, it, 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 it just happened. It was just something that just happened. And it was so it was nothing malicious, of course. And, you know, let's shift off this for a minute. Uh, Let's talk about this was your debut in BKFC in Omaha. And by the way, Omaha crowd was awesome. They were amazing. And a guy like you, I mean, people know you well everywhere. But in Omaha, they were coming unglued for you. It was probably a cool feeling. Your first time in a BKFC squared circle, your debut, not much time in there. Mm -hmm. But take me through it. I mean, how did you feel walking down? Was it just another fight? Were you excited? No, I know. I was actually... uh, Behind the scenes, and can you guys see me, or are you guys seeing the top part of my mouth? I can see you. Okay. Well, um, uh, being in that situation, especially with bare knuckle, it was a, I think it was a pretty exciting to see those, those types of fights for the first time, especially sanctioned. And um, it, it, I think it brought a little bit more excitement to the city and to to the the fight fans because now you know now there's and the way uh, you told the line. I really like to toe the line uh, in, in in the bare knuckle championship because you know there's no running. As I said before in the beginning, uh, 
of uh, of my uh, the interview process, you know, with the organization. There's no running from um, your opponent. You can, you know, there's no hiding from a person, you know. Then, and so I think I, the, the whole the, the whole experience with Bare Knuckle was 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 incredible to me. So you know, from from the start to finish, and and for the fans to get something different because everyone was excited from the audience to the fighters and and in the back back room while I was getting prepared, I was watching everybody fight. And I, I just saw a lot of people getting their ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> it was the card, man. And and what I what I heard, this is the first time that uh any uh that, that in any city that, that all the fights ended in knockouts. Yeah, eleven fights, eleven KOs. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. There you go. That, that, hey, that's Nebraska for you. <laughs> we, I hope we go back to Omaha soon. Again, the crowd was great. The building was fun. Uh, everyone was just yeah. ready to go, man. Omaha's it. They were great. Yeah, what an electric crowd and what a great performance. Uh, all yeah. things being being said, Houston, what's next? When can we hope to see you again? Are you coming back? Yeah, I would love to come back, man. Again, I think uh, Bare Knuckle is uh, that's uh, that, that's my cup of tea. How do you think we all started off? We had to start sure. off in the playground somewhere. Yeah. So you know, and, and, you know, Bare Knuckle, I got I I got hands for it, man. And 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 again, I think I was built for Bare Knuckle it, it, to a certain degree because I don't run. I move forward and 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 I uh, and I just enjoy um, the fact that we don't have to uh, have gloves on. You know, for some reason, I feel lighter. I feel lighter with no gloves on. I feel and and this is the first time I ever competed with shoes on, fellas. So there's <laughs> a, there's no stay. stepping in a stepping into punches. You know, with shoes on, that brings another philosophy, uh, you know, type of velocity to to your. Uh, your punches. Yeah. yeah some so, more torque yeah, behind so, it. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I hope to, I hope to fight again for, for the organization. So it's cool, man. I, I, I hope they bring me back, but uh, with the, with, with, with the thing that happened with Wes, you know, there's something I, you know, the coaching staff, we all talked about and, and it's something that we got to make sure as professionals, uh, it doesn't happen again. Now, is that, uh, to bring you back? I don't know. You would know better than I do. Is that a BKFC decision? Is, is there any problems with the commission? Have they said anything to you? No, I haven't saw. I haven't spoke to anyone yet. Okay. But I'm sure. Hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll hear from the from them soon. I just want to so again. I, I hope, hopefully, we we gave them a good showing. Even you know before even before the the second the second hit, you know, it, it, we I, I thought we gave them a good showing. No, I think you did too. I, I I just enjoyed the whole card. I enjoyed seeing you. And I want to throw one more thing in here because you know the fans online yeah. they, they they tend to be armchair quarterbacks as do we it's fun to do but a lot of them are blaming yeah. like this decision people that feel that it was the wrong decision those that do are blaming bkfc at the end of the day it's mm-hmm. a commission decision it's not us it's not bkfc yeah. it's not rob it's at not you day, at the end of the day it was a, it was a, the, the one of the best refs in the world making the decision yep. right yep so he was and, yep. and i would help i'd hate to be that ref and, and the- <laughs> Uh-huh. I said I'd hate to be that ref to be stuck in that spot. You know what I mean? But, but, and I looked at him. I looked at him, and he said, "You know, uh, yeah, you know, this decision was made. You know, live with it." And I, t- I talked to the doctors afterwards, asked them to, be, you know, and, and I talked to everyone afterwards. They said, "You know, hey, it was a decision was made." So up. guess what? It's guess made. what, fellas? We got lucky. You know, and sometimes it, half of it's skill, half of it's luck. Yep. Well, I can tell you this, skill, luck, anything. I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of a Houston Alexander punch. I wouldn't even want to catch the I wouldn't even want to catch the air from it. It would knock me out. We appreciate uh, you taking hey, man, the time hey, to come on today, hey, man. We can hey, we can all we can all be armchair uh, or like uh, or, you know the, the, that type of armchair quarterback at home and we all have our opinions and I, I respect everyone's opinions. But at the end of the day, fellas, it's still fighting. Yep. 
Absolutely. 100% right, man. You, you, can, you can call it, you can call it what you want. What you want. It's a, it's, it's a savage situation in the first place. It <laughs> sure on, is, man. man. And actually, we're excited to see you come back and see you're fighting again. So hopefully that happens soon. But man, go get your right, tattoo. Like- I'm sure you're getting a BKFC tattoo or something. <laughs> go get your tattoo. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about getting My Little Pony now. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Smurf, so My Little Pony, that, Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright. Um, thank you for coming on, Houston. We appreciate you taking the time, <laughs> but, man. But fellas, I, I appreciate you having me, though. And again, shouts out to all the fans and uh, and 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 for the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship for having me, man. It, it, I, you know, even though you know there's some good and bad with this gentleman, this happened, but I think it still brought more attention to uh, to to you know the fighting organization itself. Where there and any any publicity is good publicity, from what I understand. No, I agree with that. It gives people something to talk about mm-hmm. and to really sink their teeth into and debate, like we're doing right now. Houston, go get yeah, that and- tattoo, man. Go get your rainbow bright or whatever you're getting. Enjoy, okay? Uh, I appreciate. It. <laughs> I appreciate. It. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thanks, Houston. Very cool. So we have a lot more stuff coming up. We have Mike Richmond on the way. We're going to talk to him after his. I didn't call it impressive. It was uber impressive. It was super duper impressive. It was amazing God-like, performance. God like wow. performance. We're going to talk to him around twelve forty ish. But right now, and we also have to recap the show too we're gonna break and i'm gonna break by doing this i haven't done this in like weeks so i get excited ready watch bare knuckle fighting championship brings the world's most exciting combat sport to montana live saturday october 9th it's bkfc fight night in the main event combat sports legend joe riggs collides with the always dangerous melvin gillard plus watch other bare knuckle fights featuring taylor starling christine faria tom Schof, and many more it's bare knuckle fighting championship saturday october 9th available on the bare knuckle tv app download it now at bkfc.com Tiger Life is not about race or religion, black or white, young or old, male or female. It's not about where you live or where you're from. It's about finding your why in life. Tiger Life is a way of life. It's a purpose, a light, the future. We all have a story to tell, so let's tell it. It's time to be heard. Just remember, we may not be able to rewrite our story, but we sure as hell can change the ending. Tiger Life. Energy never tastes it so good. That was good, man. Uh, yeah, I, that guy who does the voice, I don't know how he gets his voice. Bare knuckle fighting championship. I don't know how he does that. Must must really harm his voice to cut yeah, all those man, voiceovers. That, that guy's got some talent. <laughs> yeah. uh, the producers whisper things in my ears. All right, so uh, I'm excited about Montana. We've never Me been too, to Montana. I know too. you are. We were talking about this as it was rolling. It's always cool to open a new market like we just did with Omaha because we mm. don't know what we're facing. We've never been there. So now you don't know what the crowd's going to be like. Is it going to be a pin drop? It's going to be so quiet. But Omaha wasn't that way. Not at it all. It never seems to be that way. So I think Billings will be no different, especially with some of the good fights we have on there. And we're going to get to that. We said a little later on um, after we talked to Mike Richmond and stuff. But I can tell you, BKFC Fight Night, Billings, Montana, BKFC.com to get your tickets if you're in the area. And if you don't have the app still and you watch this show or you listen to the show on Spotify, what, why? <laughs> you know, no reason. Four ninety nine BKFC dot com Tiger Life Burp. I'm sorry, there only four ninety nine a month includes live pay per view events. We have to really, really, really put that out there because people think it's four ninety nine for the pass. Plus, you have to pay an extra for the pay per view. It's five bucks includes That's a amazing. live pay per view event for your month, dude. So when I was a kid, two or three of them. Even it's sometimes awesome. now, but when I was a kid, and I used to buy pay per views. But again, with big fights, now you're paying like eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. You're paying like you're paying less for a year of yep. the app than you pay. Think about that for exactly. one fight and you're getting right now. I mean, we're doing more and more shows. 
We're doing more and more content on mm-hmm. the app with the Lord Evan Zentar. You know, he's the, the content director. He's throwing stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that because I want to. I want you to flex your. I know this is your chance. Flex your muscles, please. Go ahead. I know you want to do it. It's still a chance. <laughs> That's my man. It doesn't even look that good. It's a better than mine, bro. I haven't eaten All right. yet today. I didn't fill out. All right, now it's getting creepy. <laughs> Moving on. It is kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so yeah that was weird but i like to give him a chance the guy works so yeah, hard awesome. i he's mean we're, we're at these events he's ass doing mm-hmm. content with everybody they all are and i, I want to shout Shooting, the crew editing and then he's going to the gym at 7 a.m and i'm waking up at like 8 and i'm all <laughs> fat and you know like, oh hey what's up man you went to the gym already yeah and i also want to take a second i did this the other night but to thank everybody i mean you forget the people that make this show go behind the scenes, that squared circle takes hours. I don't know how long, but hours and hours to put up. And these people are working almost when we're on the flight home. Mm-hmm. So thank you to them. Thank you to the merchandise. Everybody who helps out, we really appreciate it. It takes a lot to go. And even and some the of the fans. fans. The fans. <laughs> they yeah. come in. we got to thank you as well. We, it's like I feel like I say it every week, but I, I've never felt something like this in, in sports where I truly feel like this organization with the fans, the people behind the scenes is one big family. The fighters. You know, and, and some of them don't get along, like this, Josh Burns and Sam Shoemaker. We'll talk about that oh a little later, man. too. There is no love lost between them. Yeah. I thought Josh Burns. Uh, you want to get into that? You yeah, going to wait? Hot take? It, man. I'm going to save that to the end. That's his hot wow. take. Yeah. We got Richmond coming on any minute. I don't know if he's in the waiting room yet, but I know there's a lot of other stuff like with Richmond that we can talk about. But first, before we get to him, we have to yeah, unpack. Let's break down a couple of fights. But wait, we, cool we, have that? To, we have to unpack Houston and what we just saw with him. I mean, I'm a believer in what Houston said, but now that he's not mm-hmm. on here and we can talk real. Like, really, did you believe him? I did. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a sport. I, He's a sport. Yeah. I, again, I don't want to speak for the fighters. I don't want to say things that are not how they really feel. So, flat out, did you do it on purpose? I don't think he did. It didn't look like he did. You have to be a real dick to do that on purpose. you got to be a scumbag. Yeah, man. real, real, real scumbag. Real scumbag. Like, but I can't imagine that. That aside, from the second blow aside, he looked great. <laughs> he looked amazing. And I can't wait to see him back. He said he wants to come back. So, Nate Shook, whoever you are book out it. there, <laughs> book it. Get him a fight. Let's get this guy on a Who would you put man. him against next? Do you see anyone, anyone in your mind? Dude, I don't know. I, I mean, weight class-wise, I think he came in lighter than he was supposed to for this yeah. fight. And this was a heavyweight fight. No, so I don't think it was a heavyweight, was it? supposed to be. Was like, it really? I, I think West Coast came in at 220. He came in at 200. Or I think it was a cruiserweight. I think right, it, yeah. he came in at a, yeah, a lighter so weight. So he's going to be in that area. So um, There's a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of competitors, man. A lot of competitors. And we're signing more and more by the day. We're finding more and more of those tryouts that are so important that we always mm-hmm. tell you to get to. Uh, and that's the way you're going to get on these cards if you're not this insanely well-known fighter, the tryouts. We talk about how great they are all the time. You can find out more about our next tryouts or whenever we're doing them at bkfc.com. As we get ready to go to the, the Marine, Mike Richmond, who mm-hmm. I said after the – and I'll talk about this. He should always be the Marine, but he could be the machine the way that guy performed. He was amazing. Let's, let's welcome Mike in. Mike Richmond, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how are you guys doing? What? What happened to you? Where's the mustache? <laughs> oh, man. What's up, Mike? Oh, no. Holy. No, you know, the mustache is kind of like, um, that's like my thing for the fights. You know, when I know a fight's coming up, I'll grow out the beard, and then I'll shave the beard, and then I'll keep the mustache. It's kind of like my, you know, my Batman outfit. It's like uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, like Rocky Four when he was in Russia. Yeah, you, you grow the beard in, and you get ready. But I tell you, if I yeah, ran yeah, into you on like the street... Beard. I don't know if I'd know you, and I know who you are. <laughs> the mustache. She's like, witness protection. Yeah, it's a lot different, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to address that because it blew me away. But congratulations on a, a – it's not even stellar. It's not even amazing. It, it was perfect. It was incredible performance. We were talking about this earlier. I mean, Dakota Cochran, no slouch. And you came in there in his hometown and just owned him. You owned him. And I know from what you said in the post fight with me, 
as you should, you're confident, you're very good at what you do. You pretty much expected that to happen. You know, a fight can, you can never tell a fight's going to go, but I think that you said you're pound for pound, the best fighter in the world. So we're going to talk about that in a little more today. Um, my first question is, I thought, maybe I'm nuts, I thought your fight was going to go longer than that. I thought it was going to go four, five rounds. I thought it was going to be a, a, a steady fight. I, neither one of you guys was going to back up, but you really threw me for a loop. I mean, your thoughts on that? I know it's a fight can go any way, but what would have been like the thing you would have thought if you had to pick how long it was going to go you know what my my mindset was within the first three rounds i think it was going to take uh it was going to take some time for me to adjust my timing and my distance whether if i could get him to fight at my rhythm was very important my my if i could dictate the pace the rhythm and the space um that was going to really dictate how quickly i could really establish my speed and power because i know Watching his fights in the past, he kind of, it's, you know, when someone really throws a lot of big, heavy shots, clinches a lot, makes it dirty, um, it, it's hard to really get in a good in a good rhythm and a pace. Um, but once I, I was really kind of able to establish that my punching power, when I knocked him down with that first shot, that's when I knew I could get into right where I wanted to be and start setting things up. Um, I, I try to do that. I, I try to do that early is, you know, when you can establish your power, when you can establish that speed, um, all of a sudden you just put, you you put the momentum, you put the rhythm, you, you dictate the pace at that point because now they know, now they're going to respect every movement, every uh, uh, every movement around the ring that you make, outside angles, everything. They're going to be so aware of it. And now I have the rhythm set. Yeah, I mean, that had to be a confidence booster. I mean, your confidence is already high, but when, when you knocked him down, it probably it made him kind of, I don't want to say break right away, but that could have been leading to breaking him. Uh, when did you think, as a fighter, you're looking at him across the, across the squared circle, you can kind of tell, was the first knockdown? Did it take a couple? When did you think, okay, he's, he knows what's coming now. This is going to be a short night for him. Did he figure that out, do you believe, or are you just fighting back? Uh, fight I, think, I think he figured that out really quick with the first knockdown. I think um, just like with Stamps, um, after that first knockdown, I think it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, dude, this 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 dude can hit really hard uh, for this weight class. It's kind of one of those uh, reality checks. And they're like, all right, you're in the fight. And I think um, he's in a real fight, I should say. And then I think when I put him down with the body shot, then he was like, oh, this guy can hit hard in every spot. And I think, um, but he was, what a warrior he was. I mean, yeah. what an absolute warrior he was to get up and to get up and to get up. And it actually caused me a little frustration. I'm not going to lie. Cause I'm like, this guy keeps getting up. Now I'm like, then I started reaching at the end of the first round with the frustration. I started reaching and was looking for, um, you know, heavy shots to the head. And then I had to take a moment to stop myself and be like, come on, Mike, like, calm down, be paid, be patient. You, you know what you're doing. You act like you've been here before, you know, cause I, I was getting a little frustrated at the end of the first where I started like head hunting instead of setting out my shots. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had noticed that a little bit too. I, I, don't, I don't know if I noticed frustration, but I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, he keeps putting this guy where he wants him and the guy keeps getting back up. So is that going to play mind games with you? And it sounds like it did for a minute. And sometimes people rely on their corner, but it sounds like you're pretty good at relying on yourself to kind of uh, pull yourself back in. Have you had that happen in other fights before where you start becoming a little too overzealous? Does that happen often to you? Or are you pretty composed? You seem like you're pretty composed. No, I'm always really pretty composed. It was just, it's one of those things where obviously there's no three knockdown rule in effect. Um, you know, uh, 
so there was that, which I'm fine with, you know, they want to get up and get up and get up. But, you know, the first body shot I ripped right to the liver after he got Shit. off out of that one, I was surprised at that one. And then the first, and then the second one was like right in the solar plexus. And the third one was right in the solar plexus, but they were, you know, they were some heavy shots to the body and he, and he kept getting, getting up. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, I just had to, I had to just kind of recenter myself. Um, and I, I was, I was very surprised he kept getting up, but it hasn't happened to me in the past. I haven't had um, many situations like that, right? I knock someone down four times in one round and they keep getting up. So. And Mike, you beat Marcel Stamps. He almost went the distance and arguably could have won the fight versus Joey Beltran. You made that look easy. You beat Dakota Cochran. You knocked him down six times. He beat Chris Lieben, Johnny Hendricks, Tyler Vogel. Vogel, You made that look easy. What's next for you? What's next for Mike Richmond? You know what? In all honesty, yeah, I I get jacked up a little bit with with, uh, verbalization, you know, after my fights. I don't (laughs) overly jump around and get excited and go crazy, but I did get, you know, a little excited with what I was saying. Um I do still want to fight for the title. I want to, I, I really think I should be fighting for the title. I know there's a lot of naysayers. I mean, I want to say a lot. There, there's some naysayers out there that don't think that I should fight for the title just because I only, I only had two fights or two wins with uh, BKFC. But if I'm not fighting for the title, then I, I should be fighting a, a number one contender or someone with, with a, with a, a high end fighter with good name recognition and a good name value. Um, that's just what I think. I mean, we want to sell great fights. Um, um, we let's, want to put let, on great Mike, Mike let's, let's, let's hear it. Who is the big name value that you want to call out? Who would you like to fight next? If not for the title, who is the big name you want? Oh, I hope it's who I'm thinking. Cause I'm excited for this fight. If it happens. Hmm. If it's not for the title, uh, who would I want to fight? You know, the top guys up there that, you know, that have good, um, you know, that have some value with their name and, and they're up there as far as the rankings or whatever rankings. I mean, there's different rankings out there, which are relevant to me. Um, you know, I think uh, Julian and I would be a really cool fight. That's the one I want to say. That's the one I think would be an exciting fight. I was actually, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I was hoping you would say that. And it makes so much sense because of him and Tiago, they had that war. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think, and then the next steps, Tiago, that was the one I was talking about that I was excited about. Dude. Yeah. That'd, great. That'd fight. be really be, yeah, it'd be a really good fight, a really a really good uh, entertaining fight. It'd be another another opportunity for to me to kind of stamp and showcase myself again. Um, I know we're managed by the same guy. I have respect for Julian. He's a banger. The dude just loves to get in there and scrap, and I love that. Um, you know, if Diego ever wants to, you know, get down more than one BKFC fight, you know, uh, that'd be kind of a cool fight to take him at 175, you know, uh, the Boston, you know, I know Julian beat him, you know, he'd be an entertaining fight, to, you know, to fight him, you know, guys with um, talented fighters with good name recognition. It's something for the fans to see, you know, people want to know who they're watching um, and they want to see great, exciting fights. But, you know, outside of that, it's, it's, uh, my, my gut, my initial feeling is I'm fighting Tiago for the title yeah. or, you know, I think uh, Julian Lane and I would be, would be, um, 
we should be the number one contender. Yeah, I think I, I, people are clamoring uh, online. I was watching about they want to see you and Tiago. Some, like you said, are also saying, well, he needs more fights under his belt. I was actually mm-hmm. on a show last night talking about this. They asked the fight that I'd want to see made most right now. It was you and Tiago or you and Julian. And, and I'm glad you're down with that as well. But there's so many people that uh, you being in the fight, watching how you fight, uh, getting to know you more, you're going to be an exciting fight. I mean, you just go. You have this gear where you just move forward, and you look so fearless in there because it seems like you are. Yeah, I think it's a combination. It's a combination of, of being fearless. I'm not careless. You know, I'm definitely. I, I know what I'm seeing. I have great vision. I know how to set up counters. I know how to draw people in, um, and I know how to stay engaged in the pocket. You know, which is a dangerous place to be, but I'm very comfortable there. Um, and I want to say, you know, I hate coming off arrogant. I, I really do as much as it might not look that way in my interview, but I'm just at a different level and I'm showcasing another, I'm sure I'm showcasing another level of bare knuckle fighting, bare knuckle boxing, however you want to describe it. I'm showing another level of that, that um, is out there, yeah. you know, is that there's another high level that's out there and I'm showcasing it. And as this sport grows and grows, you're going to see, more and more high level guys uh, that can fight like I do uh, come to the sport. And, yeah, and then it's going to be, then you're going to have the start of very, you're going to have the start of these cards. They're going to be very, very high level skilled fights from start to finish. Right now we still have a lot of early on fights. You watch it and it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's just two dudes in there just got their eyes closed swinging for the fences. And it's not very, uh, you're not seeing much skill displayed and there's no discredit to them. It takes a lot to get in. Don't get me wrong. It takes a lot to get in there and oh, fight yeah. bare knuckle. But then when you can elevate it to another level of skill set, um, it's, it's a pretty thing, man. It's, it's like pugilism at its pure, purest form. It is. And Rob and I have been talking about that for a while, how it's interesting to see how the sport is so new that it continues to develop kind of uh, to piggyback what you're saying there. Uh, Mike Richmond, before we let you go, last thing I want to compliment you on. I think it's really cool. You don't see this all the time. Uh, and, and it probably made you look even cooler than getting a win to your girlfriend when you brought her in the ring and you gave her a kiss at the end. Yeah. It was a nice moment. Uh, thanks for sharing that with the world. Thanks for sharing your fight with the world. I, I can't wait yeah. to watch you fight again, man. I, Wow. <laughs> Mike Richmond, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thanks yeah, for coming excited. on. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Mike. Take care, buddy. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, you. All right, go relax a little bit. You've earned it. All right, there he is, Mike Richmond. One I, of I, the scariest fighters in BKFC right now, Brian. I don't, but I don't Would think he, he says, yeah, yeah, he is, but he's sitting there. He sees himself differently than I do. He's sitting there saying he came off as arrogant and stuff in his interview. I don't think he did. I think he was pumped up, like he said. Mm-hmm. He seems to me the complete opposite, a guy that's calm and confident. That's whether whether it's arrogant, whether it's cocky, or whether is it's it arrogance re- or greatness? Re- yeah, reserved or greatness. That win was amazing. So you cannot argue that. You cannot argue the level of his opponents as well. He went from Marcel Stamps again, heavyweight almost took Joey Beltran uh, almost to the distance, uh, killer in his own right. To go to Dakota Cochran, undefeated, smoked him. Yeah. He smoked him. Well, yeah, was no yeah. flawless victory. But again, kudos to Dakota, like he said, for kept. Yeah, kept getting, yeah. I mean, he's in front of his hometown. Can't take anything away from Dakota he's, Cochran. And Dakota was in the best all. shape I've seen him mm-hmm. too, and he's in front of his hometown. I can tell you this: when I got in the squared circle to do the interview afterwards, the post fight with Mike, mm-hmm. I kind of peeked around the crowd. Looked at the crowd. Crowd was none too happy, of course. Hometown boy. Half of them were on the way out, but you could see the ones that were there. It was almost I said mentioned Rocky earlier. It was like a Rocky thing. They had this respect for Mike. Mm-hmm. When it was all said and done, uh, more respect each fight. I mean, the guy is a blast to watch. Uh, you can see him making his entrance here. We're showing that. I mean, and that's cool too. We don't talk about this as much anymore. We didn't as much in this fight, but 
he's he's a marine. I mean, you got to respect that. And you know, marines are going to watch other marines fight. And if we can if we can kind of take a person who served our country and elevate them and let them fight for us, I'm all for that. Hell Matter yeah. of fact, that leads into BKFC uh, 21 and some of the stuff we did that I want to get into as we recap that really quick. Uh, I want to start with we've complained about this before. I've gone in about this before. Sometimes I don't like the national anthem the way it's sung. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere, in any sport. But the outlaw, Jesse Pringle, I believe we had him in uh, Kansas as well. He's a great singer. And I thought what we did as an organization, it made me so happy to be a part of this organization. We did a beautiful thing. We had the color guard come out. We even reserved 13 seats with the American flag over for the, for the brave men and women from Afghanistan who need to be spotlit, spotlighted, spotlit. Um, and, and it was just so proud to be a part of that. A 10 bell salute for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something every professional sports organization, everything, everybody should be doing. So I was proud that we did that. Uh, there's Jesse Pringle, the outlaw on screen, amazing singer. Uh, the guy apparently found out he was going to do it. I guess something fell out on a, a couple a day notice or something. So he got there real quick. Yeah, he's amazing. He was, he's, it was great. He's so amazing. That's just to start. I mean, I wanted to touch on that because I was. I was mm-hmm. so proud to be a part of that. I'm proud to be um, an American. I am too, man. I am a real American. <laughs> I really, it, it, you have to be. Yeah. But as far as some of the notes I made sitting at ringside, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's cool, I'd like to go through them. First of all, before we get into anything, I'm wearing the OG shirt today, Shawnee Mac. Shout out to Shawnee Mac, the true OG, still the OG. What a good guy. <laughs> Comes from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm so dumb. When I was talking to him, I'm like, Vancouver, do you, do you speak French? <laughs> He's like, that's the other side. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I knew that. I French just, Canadian. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, anyway. But he's super cool, and I enjoy his content. He, mm-hmm. he was really in it and just yeah. having a good time. So shout out for the shirt. Thank you, Shawnee Mac. We appreciate you. Thanks for covering us. Let's talk. Um, I guess we, we talked to Houston already. We talked what we had to say about his fight. Any other views on Houston's fight if we're going to do the top three? No. I just want to talk about Josh Burns' performance. Man, did he, did he call it? Did he call it? He man. sure did. Let's let's talk about Josh Burns from the start of this, not just his performance. I mean, as a whole, not just the fight because the fight was so quick. He now, beat Sam Shoemaker. And we without knew going even in, fighting him. Sam Shoemaker's a tough guy. He beat him here mentally. Brian, sure did. He beat him here. Sam Shoemaker looked like a scared fighter getting into that ring, and he I did. have nothing, nothing but the utmost respect for Sam Shoemaker and what he's done and what he does do and his performances. He's an amazing fighter, but it really looked like Josh Burns got in here before he even stepped inside. Well, let's that talk about circle. that. Let's talk about what led up to that. So it's interesting you say that because, in my estimation, I think if you saw, let's start with Josh's entrance. Mm-hmm. Josh's entrance was probably one of my favorite ones I've seen in BKFC since we started. He came out, and at the time I'm watching, I've never seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Apparently, that song's from Pirates of the Caribbean. And I, I didn't even know. And it was still a great. Uh, yeah, this is gonna get the, this is gonna get flagged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should drop that music down. So, so YouTube hates anything. I thought it man. might. I just I, the, the I point, snuck it in there for a second. Well, for a second, it's cool. The point of this is, I thought it was so cool. He's got Frank Tate, who he fought and lost to. He's got mm-hmm. Chris Saro, who's doing his camp with Mel. They used to hate each other, and that's gonna be interesting. We'll talk about that in a moment. He's got the American flags, and he's coming out with the Grim Reaper. I didn't even know where the theme song was from, and I thought it was a cool entrance. That's why it works so well. And you could see this is how Josh, I believe, really felt. He was going to war, and he didn't like Sam. Still, I don't know if he does or doesn't now, but they had a little bet, too. Uh, they, they came up with a little bet. Whoever loses, loses the hammer gimmick, loses the hammer name. Well, even, even more than that, Brian, I'm not sure if you heard this or not, and I don't like putting out false information or false rumors, but apparently Sam said that he is done. I didn't he know retires. That. I hope he's not. done you know, fighting. I don't know if that was an emotional take. You know how, you know, Dude. when things, emotions are running very high, 
post fight win lose or draw but you know that's that's the word on the street right now and i'd love to get sam and uh, his take on it yeah and if that's true or, i mean i hope it's not true but i can tell yeah. you this the way josh was speaking in the post fight if if sam is retired you know josh is going to take credit for that too and that's going to be a feather in josh's cap um Again, not they didn't seem to like each other. And the reason this I brought up... Yeah, this is the first time, sorry to cut you off. This is the first time that I've actually seen Sam Shoemaker engage in a verbal altercation of all his BKFC. It's been very polite. It's very very gentleman going into every fight. This was totally different. And I think, again, I think that got into his head. I think so, it played a part. You could see it. Um, I believe, I don't know if Josh said to me or not. I, I know, I, I maybe I, I observed it, but it looked like... In the beginning of the fight, right before it started, I was watching. Josh did not take his eyes off Sam, and he was, like, hawking him. And Sam, I watched. I, you can usually tell if somebody takes mm-hmm. their eyes off. They're a little uncomfortable. I noticed that. Um, but what I really noticed is the fact that for Josh Burns, and I just said this, and I think we said this a couple weeks ago, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like Josh Burns is so much more effective when he legitimately is angry and doesn't like somebody. Because look at it. Chris Sorrow hated him. They're buddies now. Mm-hmm. But that was quick. Then I was backstage doing interviews during the Tate fight, right? And he's back there in a good mood. He's coming out, I believe, to happy because I'm happy, happy. So he was just going like a sportsman, which mm-hmm. is cool. But then he lost. I, I couldn't believe how that... I mean, I could believe it, but not the way it happened. Um, Do you that, think he had to get angry yes, to I think, win this fight, to really take it serious? I have something to add I don't to. think I don't think he had to get angry uh, to, take, I don't, to take it serious. I mm-hmm. just think the emotions... Maybe some people are different in, in athletes. Emotions work for people differently. So... It's just interesting the two times we've seen that there's been very quick knockouts. Now, I know the Lord Evan Zentar has something to add about this, and I'd love to hear his take well, on it. Here's one thing close. I noticed that nobody's touched on. Um, he had Mark Coleman in his corner yep. in his debut, BKFC debut. He didn't have him for his last fight. Mark was sick, yep. and he came back. And you know, Mark Coleman's got to be a huge – having that in your corner, Him, you can hear him the whole fight. He's screaming. He's <laughs> like, come on. I think he gets Josh fired up too. Sure. I, I wonder yeah. if that played into – if a, that affected him at all at, his last, at the fight with uh, Tate. That's a great observation. I didn't even think of that. You're 100% you don't, right. Yeah, if you don't great have your coach, if you don't have your corner, you don't have that voice that kind of centers you and, you know, gets you in line. And, and they have a deep relationship. It's mm-hmm. not like just, you know, coaches and stuff do, but they, I mean, he gave them the Hammer nickname, the Hammer House, and Mark Coleman's not just throwing that name around for anyone. It's a legend, uh, man. I to have a legend in your corner. It's funny, though, yeah. that Evan was saying that a, he could hear Mark Coleman yelling. After the decision, Mark Coleman came unglued more than the crowd. Yeah. And I remember Josh saying when that happened with Sorrow, he said, come down you're gonna give me another heart attack and i'm watching coleman i'm like all right all right calm down but coleman was pumped and that that's a, that's an amazing observation thank you for that evan great performance there you go the only the only heavyweight to knock out sam shoemaker what's next what's next for josh burns where do you want who do you want is he fighting for a title does he get frank tate rematch I mean, What's next for Josh? You could Burns? do a Tate rematch. You could do the Kleckler match that never happened. Mm-hmm. You could do uh, somebody mentioned maybe I, I saw this online. I'm not know if I agree. It'd be a fun fight to watch, but a Bobo O'Bannon. I mean, I, I, I don't. Know if, I, I don't agree with that, but it'd be fun. Well, Bobo Bannon, he lost to Shoemaker, yep. but then he had a pretty decisive, decisive win. So, I mean, he's climbing up again. Mm-hmm. So he could be in that in that conversation. But uh, you could do the rematch. You could do the Klecker match. It was never supposed to happen. You could see, uh, I mean, is he in line for a title shot after this decisive win? Do we need, does he need one more? He's definitely on the, in the back of the hunt, big mm-hmm. time. All right, so, wow. And you got Arnold Adams, man. What, what I mean. Dude, the division is... Well, Adams, deep, Adams has Adams and uh, Joey, right? We got Beltron. We got Adams. We got Kleckler. Does we Josh got Burns, get the winner of that? And we got Frank Tate. All of those guys. Any Anyone fighting for the wow. title, anyone fighting each other within that group, 
I mean, that's that's me in event calib- caliber right there. We have a good heavyweight. We have a lot of good divisions. Our heavyweight division, you know, people always argue. We've said it before. Boxing heavyweights aren't strong like they mm-hmm. used to be. They're not as good. This is what people say. And I can kind of agree with that statement. But I think in BKFC, we have no shortage of heavyweights. No problem. It's very exciting. Yep. I so agree. It's exciting to see what they're going to book next. Because we don't even know this stuff. We get... You know, I'll get a text from Rob. Can you believe this mm-hmm. match is happening? And we get excited like schoolgirls. Speak of <laughs> matches of what's happening. Can we talk about the next? Montana, can we talk baby. about Montana, please, of who's on that card? Billings, Montana. Let's throw the whole upcoming schedule up first so you can see uh, where we're going to be. Of course, Billings is next. And then you can read it all unless you're watching on the podcast. Then you should be watching on, you're listening on the podcast. Come watch it on YouTube. We're going to be in Wichita. We're going to be in New York coming up. Miami. We have a full rest of the year here. Albuquerque. Uh, there's some great fights. Uh, uh, Almost from coast to coast, brother. Almost coast to coast. That's coast, awesome. Coast to coast, brother. With the most. The host. All right. October 9th. Melvin Gillard, Joe Riggs, main event. So you have you have Joe Riggs, who we just saw with Hector Lombard, who could have been a winner of that fight, from what people were saying, from what I saw. I love Hector Lombard. You know I love you, Hector. So but do I, you but were losing that fight. In my mind, Joe Riggs just looked absolutely crisp. Right. He looked so clean. Melvin Gillard, last fight, very clean. I don't agree to that decision. Yeah. That's going to be a stellar fight. Well, it's because you have this, this as we said on the commercial, you, it's true, you have this combat sports legend. I was in Omaha at a, this secondhand toy shop really quick. Jeremy and I went because they had wrestling figures. We're nerds. <laughs> and, uh, and he's getting some for his kid. I was there to look at the wrestling stuff. That's cool. But they had an old UFC game with Joe Riggs on there. Really? And I'm like, this guy, it just wow. it reinforces mm-hmm. what a force he was in the UFC, L- how legend. popular he was. So we got combat sports legend, MMA legend. And then you have... Gillard's a dangerous dude. He is. I mean, that's going to be a fun fight to watch. I'm that looking is. forward to that. Also on that show, we have the return of the mustache man, Tom Schof. I love that. I'm excited for that. I love watching it. It's no secret. I've said it. Tom mm-hmm. Schof has this beautiful art about the way he fights. I love watching him fight. He's I love like watching an, him get ready. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. He's like an old school boxer. He makes this look like a true art. It's always a pleasure to watch him. Bang, it is. Man. He's, always he's a incredible. But for those of you that have also been complaining that we haven't had ladies on the card, as you say, or women, um, you know, we do have that on this card. We have Taylor yes, we Starling do. making a return, and a lot of people love her. We have uh, I think Crystal she's, Pittman, Pittman is making her debut. debut from long awaited. That keeps getting canceled. For whatever and, reason. Oh, here we go. Hold on. And, this is the one everyone's been saying. Why isn't she fighting? Why don't you get her a fight? The most feared, the most avoided female fighter True. in all of BKFC. Christina Fierra. Christine, yeah. Christine, Christine. Christine you, you screw no me way. up when you say that. Because you have a friend that has a similar name. You've told me that. But it's Christine Faria. Faria. Yes, that sounds just is like a friend from high school. feared fighter in all of BKFC. It is so difficult to get anyone to agree to fight her. Rightfully so. She is one of the most exciting Would you fight her, fighters. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it, that's that's the reason. she's a great fighter, and I can't wait it. to see her back. Exactly. She's it's fun been to way watch. too long. Looking forward to that. So everyone was talking about that, and what you have to understand, again, we're not the matchmakers, but from what I can see, like you're saying, if you can't get her a fight because nobody wants to fight her because she's such a bad bad fighter, like a bad dude, bad dudette, that you... We can't do anything about that. But now we have some of the fighters, so I can't wait to watch that fight. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Again, four ninety nine bkfc.com. That's not just for that show. That's for the whole month. Love it. Look how I did that. That was great, man. Who else do we have on that card? Do we know any other uh, names? I mean, if that's not enough to, for four ninety nine, I'm just being greedy. I, exactly. I, I want to see what else is going to be I on think there. there's like something like 13 fights. I think tickets go on sale. Tickets should be going on sale today. So if you're in Montana and you're listening to us or you're close to the area or if you're even flying out, Grab those tickets. BKFC. Grab it online. That's right. Exactly. 
Uh, and, and the thing is, too, you look at this last fight that we had, and we're saying how great it was, 11 fights, 11 KOs. And it was a different kind of card where there wasn't as much blood this time, but there was a lot of decisive finishes. So either way, it's always fun to watch. But now what's going to happen on the next card with all these good fights? What are we going to see? And the cool thing is we're such a new company that history can be made like every single show. Something mm-hmm. cool can happen. Yeah. I'm pumped, man. I, can't, I wish we could fast forward to it. I know. This is <sighs> exciting. It's good times. Now, I don't know because uh, I haven't finished my Tiger Life yet, and I have brain fog. Has uh, do we have anything else to discuss today on the agenda? Uh, Are we it, done? Man. I think we're pretty good. I think we've wrapped up. Uh, we're adjourning here. All, all the uh, all the trending news in combat sports. I mean, we have a ton, a ton, a ton of information for next week. We're going to save that though. We can't let all the all the secrets out of the bag. No, you didn't even let me know. You guys never let me know the secrets because I blast <laughs> them out to people. Anyway, I guess that does it. Uh, you don't have a Tiger Life, but I do. I'm going to hold it up. I'm going to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support. We love hanging out with you. We will see you next time live from Satellite 5. Until then, BKFC.com. Hit the socials. And remember, cheers. Knuckle up. Like, comment, subscribe.